feet. They're complicated. Who knew? Welcome to Making Shapes, the podcast that draws connections between art and wellness. I'm Kit Byhun, and let's get on with the show. You think I'm joking, or maybe you don't because you know these things, but for me, what started as a casual research project about how cool our feet are turned into something much bigger. Something that will take more than this one podcast to dive into, but I will make my very best abbreviated effort to get some of the most interesting bits out there. And then there's always the opportunity for follow-ups, but that is eventually a follow-up, not right away. A warning that there are discussions of human anatomy in here that may not be appropriate for children uh, unless you already talk about anatomy with your kids. To continue, first off, human feet are unique because they have evolved specifically for bipedal motion. Our big toes are a big deal in that they were the last part of our skeleton to evolve. They are what propels us in motion as upright walking creatures, and they make us distinctly human. Moving beyond the bare anatomy of the 28 bones, 36 joints, and more than 100 muscles and ligaments that make up the fantastic workings of our feet, you have got spirituality, fetishism, and cultural faux pas to contend with. So let's get the fetishism out of the way here first. A 2022 article from Live Science Magazine has put forth a fantastic explanation that goes beyond Sigmund Freud's idea that people had foot fetishes because they look like penises, which, by the way, I have never, ever thought that. So I kind of think it's wishful thinking on Freud's part, unless you have thought that. But I, I mean, I've looked at a lot of feet, many feet, actually, and I've looked at a lot of statues and a lot of art um, and nude models, and I never made that correlation. So Freud might have been aspiring for something, and I could look into more of that, but I didn't want to get too far off track here because, again, feet are very complicated. There was tons of information to go through. Live Science, the magazine, interviewed a neuroscientist from the Center of Brain and Cognition at the University of California, San Diego, who says that he discovered the source of the foot fetish by examining amputees who suffer from phantom limb syndrome. Noting that in our brain's body image map, the areas associated with feet and genitalia are adjacent to one another. So real quick, our brain's body image map is what our brain makes up um, in its own process, something it can't see, but it kind of takes imagination and factual representation to figure out what parts of our brain correlate with the parts of our body. So that's essentially uh, the, bear, the brain's body image map. Real quick, there are better explanations, but that's just out there. Um, all right, so something as shocking to our system as an amputation can rewire those areas in our brain and redirect sensation. So there were amputees in the study that reported feeling sexual pleasure and gratification in the missing limbs, essentially supporting one of the explanations of the brain-foot connection. I can totally see how proximity can lead to approximation. Um, I'll continue with the brain-foot connection in a moment, but I'd like to do a quick touch base with feet and spirituality because, wow, I mean, wow, the research, the existentialism, the conflicts are so intriguing. 
do a quick internet search on feet and spirituality and a lot of Christian resources come up, but feet are also represented ritualistically across other religions like Islam, Sikhism, and Hinduism. Initially, starting off from what I've read, it was a hospitality practice to wash your feet due to wearing sandals in hot sandy climates and cleaning up before entering someone else's home. Washing feet then evolved and became an initiation of sorts. Records say that it was used in early baptism rituals and then became a more standard, pious way to demonstrate one's humility and respect if it was done for others. But by that same token, certain instances of feet in different cultures, like showing the soles of our feet or soles of our shoes to someone or pointing our feet towards a deity, like um, I read that about Buddhist statues or Buddha as a statue, can be a sign of extreme disrespect. Another aspect of feet that I think I will spend more time digging into because hello, again, interesting, is feet and sexism. So I'm throwing this out there as food for thought. Uh, just think about high heels, sizeism, pedicures, Chinese foot binding, women in sports, marketing, socks, shoes in general. Give it a thought. See what you come up with. And I would love to actually hear about it. So send me a comment or a DM and we can discuss in the eventual future follow-ups for our feet. So now back to the brain-foot or foot-brain connection. Did you know that about 70% of our brain's movement information comes from the 200,000 nerve endings found in our feet? This is part of a process called proprioception, something I teach frequently in my classes as well as many of my peers. Um, and proprioception is our awareness of the position and movement of our body, essentially where we are moving our bits and pieces and where we fit into the space around us. So hands, feet, when our legs go behind us, when our arms go in front of us or to the side, when we're reaching for things, when we are standing on one foot and balancing something in the other hand, that is part of the process of proprioception, understanding where we actually are in space. The sensory and motor nerves of our feet reside in a large area of our cerebellum. So that's the part of our brain that helps coordinate functions between our brain and body, allowing a denser or larger supply of neurons, also known as our information messengers, to hang out and provide us with so many different options for coordinated movement. So if you've seen Guy Ritchie, Sherlock Holmes with um, Robert Downey Jr. and the fight scenes where Holmes is imagining the different outcomes for the physical fights, so it's like A to B, B to C, if he steps here, what's this gonna do? That is kind of what our feet does for us. Or feet does, yeah, feet does for us. That's gram grammatically, that I think that's fine. <laughs> and what does it mean? It means being barefoot is awesome. And this can be scandalous for some people, especially for the shoe lovers out there, but our bare feet need to be exposed in order to get accurate proprioceptive feedback. I had a yoga teacher tell me once that there's a huge amount of proprioceptive receptors. Okay, yeah, that was a lot, but you know what I mean, in our ankles. And another way to think about it is leg hair. So the leg hair going down to our, our ankles, it stops so that our feet are exposed. The sweat that we pick up when we're actively running away from a predator, so this is evolutionary, um, guides the direction of the wind that uh, blows our leg hairs around. So wherever our leg hair is blowing is where the predator may be coming from. Really interesting way to think about it. Uh, I don't know if we ever do that <laughs> on a regular basis. But yeah, if we're running away from a predator, our feet 
pick up motion in the ground, our leg hairs pick up the wind and movement, and then the sweat that we have that surrounds us provides us more feedback. So it's amazing. The body is fantastic and we do so many wonderful things that sometimes we just forget about. So it doesn't actually mean that we necessarily have to keep our feet exposed to the floor. There are modern day uh, provisions and coming from companies that have sensory socks and shoes so we can feel things with our feet while they remain covered. But for the continued purposes of this podcast, let's move forward with our feet being exposed. 2019 was an exciting year. In hindsight, due to it being the last year before COVID, but also it was a big year for feet. Research was published that stated that using our feet as hands could rewire our brain image maps. And it would make our toes as sensitive or as responsive as our fingers. So take a peek at your fingers and then compare their range of motion to your toes. It's a world of difference in the dexterity alone. Then let your fingers feel the surface of the floor. Try to do this with your eyes closed for a moment and see what you notice. Then do the same thing with your toes, eyes closed, if you feel comfortable with that. And just sense things. Not only will this exercise give you a comparison between how your brain responds to your fingers and toes, but it will put your brain through a neuroplasticity sequence. And what is neuroplasticity, you ask? And even if you didn't ask, I'm going to tell you. Neuroplasticity is defined as the ability of the nervous system to change its activity in response to intrinsic or extrinsic stimuli by reorganizing its structure, functions, or connections after injuries, such as a stroke or traumatic brain injury. Yes, friends, your feet can help heal your brain. And I know that that is a very grand statement for something that is only really being explored Recently, like some of the more extensive research has been done within the past couple of decades. But from personal experience and training, um, specifically during neuro rehab in movement, feet are like antennas. And so are your hands. So working with the sensitivity of your hands, the palms of your hands and your fingers and the sensitivity of the arches of your feet and your toes provides so much information for your brain to understand what it needs to do. So if there's an injury where you need to rework one side to be stronger than the other to compensate for something like a stroke, it's possible for your brain to get that support and that feedback by working barefoot. So here we're going to head back to the 2019 research. In examining three professional foot painters, that is professional artists who paint with their feet, and 21 people who had access to their hands and feet, and they were not amputees, and they they did not have to just paint with their feet. The researchers watched the MRIs of their brains while they all used their feet to function as their hands. And researchers found that our brains can be rewired effectively by using these different routes to our brain image map. So I kind of feel like this could be a full circle moment to the foot fetish research. Um, Proximity equals approximation and yeah, that's going to be a follow-up because I'm I'm figuring out things as I'm speaking and it's going to be mind-blowing when I dig a little bit deeper. Especially because Leonardo da Vinci, a famous Renaissance artist, probably the reason why we call people a Renaissance man, he was also known as a polymath who that and that's someone who has expert knowledge in many different fields. So he's not um, a hobbyist, he's an expert 
And one of his interests was anatomy. And one of his main interests in anatomy, what he was really fascinated by, was the mechanisms of the foot. He is quoted as saying, and you see this in podiatrist offices, or um, or maybe not if you've never been to podiatrist, a podiatrist, sorry. The human foot is a masterpiece of engineering and a work of art. And I'm thinking about the brain image map in relation to this. So that's what I was saying. I'm thinking on my feet here. Oh, my God. Pun intended, friends, pun intended. So I'm actually more of a fan of da Vinci's sketches versus his paintings. And full disclosure, um, I was a fine art major and my focus was drawing. So, yes, I, I really prefer his drawings over the paintings. And a lot of people have speculated who the Mona Lisa was. But for Renaissance paintings, unless it was a commissioned portrait, the works of people or the pieces that are de depicting people were amalgamations of human features. and I actually don't find them to be realistic at all. But da Vinci's sketches were very realistic and they were detailed, rich, fluid, flowing, defined strokes of his pen. And they just showcased his interest in his subject. There are anatomists who still refer to da Vinci's sketches of the heart as being one of the more alive sketches that they've ever looked at and one of the more um, intricate. He hundreds of years before uh, cardiologists really understood it, dissected, um, I believe it was a bull's heart or a cow's heart, and then filled it with water and seeds and created a pump to see how the chambers of the heart worked. So he did that hundreds, probably, when did he do this, like 1400s? So a really, really long time ago, he had notebooks full of anatomy drawings that were not discovered or never published. And so when they did find them, it, it still blows people away. So there are tons of books and exhibits showcasing his anatomy sketches where be, even beyond the inventions that he drew that he kind of made up in his head, like the helicopter, they're just like amazed. Again, I think it's a brain image map thing. So. To kind of close up on that, check out Da Vinci sketches of his anatomy work, specifically the foot. There is a link in the show notes. Um, and something I like to tell people is don't listen to my opinion. Be discerning. Art is for everyone. And no opinion is the wrong opinion. But I highly encourage checking that out. Um, so to track back uh I would like to suggest taking a moment to put your feet in a situation that is not commonplace. Um, maybe grab a notebook um, so that you can journal, uh, watercolor, whatever floats your boat, quilting, crafting, and do it while you're barefoot. Have your feet close to the ground. Uh, on a surface that gives you feedback like carpet or wood or something that's not just smooth but has a little bit of sensation to it and see what it does with your hand-eye coordination. It's something I like to do with some clients um, and I think it's worth the effort. To support this podcast, subscribe to the Making Shapes Substack where I will be posting a how-to guide on grounding, a therapeutic technique that uses your feet or you can sign up for one of my movement classes on PilatesDojo.com. Check out my merchandise shops and share the show with your friends and on your socials. 
all of these links that are relevant to the research that I did and to the support that I am asking for are posted on the Making Shapes uh, website, which can be found in the show notes below. Thanks for listening. Be well and stay awesome. Thank you.